in this room than anywhere else. Doing your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Got the cameras on my the Gregory, what kind of show is this? My son listens to this show. With DJ Envy, the captain of this bitch. With Angela Yee, the only one who can keep these guys in check. Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Hey, fam. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I got some good energy this morning. You said you got some from where? Well, I already had my espresso this morning with my mm-hmm. almond milk, so that always helps me. Mm-hmm. It wakes me up, gives me some good energy to get going. I make that at home before I come in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got some good energy, too. Uh-oh. Got nah, some great energy. You know, every morning before I leave, me and my wife pray, and it was a, it was an amazing prayer this morning. So that was my good energy this morning. I felt good on the way to work this what morning. What was your prayer? I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> what is a secret prayer? No, nah, it's not a secret prayer, but I don't. Oh. It's not a. You know, it's, it's you know, Heavenly Father, thank you for all the things, and you know, I, I thank God for the things we thank for God. I ask for protection. I ask for make sure that my baby, you know, is safe. You know, just a bunch of things. So, but um, yeah, have a good prayer each and every morning. This morning was a great prayer. So. Ah, good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. The weekend is almost here. Oh, man, I can't wait. Well, what you doing this weekend? Anything? Well, you know, my coffee shop, uh, Coffee Uplifts People, is set to open any day now. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to get everything in order for that. So actually, I'm going to be here just basically working on that this weekend and the juice bar. I'm spending the weekend working on my businesses. And today, also, on Facebook, I co-hosted Black Entrepreneurs Day for Damon uh, John. Okay. So that's happening today also. If you want to check that out, it's some great conversations he had with Kevin Hart, Shaquille O'Neal, Tyra Banks, Marcus Samuelson, Michael Strahan, a whole lot of people on there, a lot of executives giving you advice if you have a startup, all of those things. So it's a, a great event at the Apollo. Sound like it's a whole lot of money in this mother... Who sing that song? Bia. Bia. Bia, okay. Nicki Minaj on the remix. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I did I something with uh, Airbnb the other day, and... Uh, they're helping people learn about Airbnb and investing in Airbnb. I'm not going to say people. They're helping uh, the black community, teaching them how to do Airbnb. A lot of people are interested in it. That's why but, you open up that door talking about this ain't Charlemagne house? Yeah, you know the crazy part? I was I joking. What the hell is this? Yeah, what is I was joking. So I shot a commercial for Airbnb. It was like a 60-second commercial. So they were knocking the door. And I was like, leave me alone. Charlemagne don't live here. And I was what? joking. So they made clips of it. And that's the little clip that they uh, put out. I didn't cool. know what that was. I was confused. I was, Angelise, Does this have anything to do with Turk? Exactly. Angelique sent us a video about Turk <laughs> saying we play vicious gay games and you sent me that. I thought that was the start of a porno. Do we play vicious gay games? I don't, I don't know, know, but Turk is right. When we first had the conversation, <laughs> y'all acted like y'all didn't play penitentiary we? games. We were being sarcastic. Yeah, we were joking. was waiting on you and to be you like, had oh. to double back. No, no we were and, and Turk read that all wrong. Yeah. We were Turk being said sarcastic. He had to check y'all. It's obvious we play games. And did he check us? I never even spoke to Turk. You spoke to Turk? Nah, this be the Turk. Did he put something on Instagram or social media? Something he that might we didn't have. see? I, well, I know. It's the next day y'all made it a whole topic. It's it's literally like we were being sarcastic. Like, yes. Come on. Y'all I love when they use the word vicious for you guys. Remember they used that word to describe envy? That's definitely envy in name. All right. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Um, Nico Vicious. Kyrie Irving. He spoke uh, back about uh, him basically being, I don't want to say banned from the league, but him not participating he is in the not league. Well, no, he talked about league. his decision to not get vaccinated. Let's Correct, call it exactly. that. That's the man what made it a is. choice. He yeah. made a choice. Now, I don't know why everybody up in arms over his choice. That's that his choice. His That's his failure. Choice. Absolutely. If that man want to lose $15.6 million, that, let him lose $15.6 million. And no contract extension. 
Exactly. The team put the team put mandates in place. Which is $186 million. The team put mandates in place. They told people the rules and stipulations. He made a choice. Like, that's mm-hmm. his choice. I'm not going to get up in arms over that man's choice. That man's choice is not impacting me in no way, shape, or form. It's definitely not my choice. It is impacting the Brooklyn Nets fans, though, I have to say. I'm not one of those. I really, really wanted him to play. I'm not going to lie. I'm just yeah, being honest. Him to play, That's but what this, I wanted. This is, his, this, this is his life. This ain't a game for him. This is his life. And Clearly it's decisions. not, though. What you mean? Clearly it's not his life. What do you mean? Clearly it's not his life, because if it was his life, he wouldn't, wouldn't make this decision. Clearly he thinks that, and it's not even a think. He believes that there's uh, issues that are bigger than basketball Correct. right now. And he's choosing to side on those, side with those but issues. That's his life. I that's respect he, he that. He decides what he wants to do. Absolutely. Clearly, well, we're going to talk about what he said in front page news. All right. Well, front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. All right. Now, last night, WNBA, the Mercury beat the sky 91-86. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. He did about a 20-minute Instagram Live where he discussed why he is not getting vaccinated. And he said it's not about being anti-vax or about being on one side or the other. It's about being true to what feels good for me. Here's what he had to say. You know, this is my life. This is one body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body, and it, it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm going to put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than, than just the game of basketball. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have thoughts. But I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's not about being anti-vax. If you choose to give vaccine, I support you. If you choose to be unvaccinated, I support you. Why are people up in arms about that man's choice? He made a decision. And he said it's not about the Nets or his teammates. You know, New York City's protocols require him to receive at least one shot of the vaccine. And so they've decided with the Nets that they are not going to let him be part-time. He has to be a full participant in order to play in these games. So they don't want him to just only play when he does away games at places that allow it. They want him to be able to either play full-time or not. Right? Here's what he had to say about not retiring because some people feel like, is he retiring after this? Don't believe that I'm retiring don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that, shit, man. Like, like, really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know, what would you do if you felt uncomfortable going into the season when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine? You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. I don't understand uh, why people are so up in arms over somebody making a choice. The league gave everybody an option. They laid out the rules, they laid out the mandates, and then you decide to do what you want to do. Why are people so up in arms that he decided to not play? Because people make opinion on on everything. People are, are Nets fans, and people know the fact that he's losing money. So people, a lot of people put themselves in their He's decisions. losing money. Right. Yeah, but, people- but I mean, it's been dragging out too for a while because at first they weren't sure if he was going to play or not. Then they weren't sure if he was going to get vaccinated. Then they weren't sure if he'd be able to play in away games. Then they said he'd be able to use it. It's just been kind of dragging on as people are watching all of this unfold. It is we also a representation it. of what's going on, I think, all over the United States with people in their particular jobs mm-hmm. of whether or not they have to make this decision on, you know, people have lost their jobs because they aren't getting vaccinated. So I think it is a big conversation. And he's just an example of that. Here's what he has to say about the money that he's losing because, you know, he's not going to be getting $16 million in salary this upcoming year and $186 million as far as an extension. He will not be offered that now. It's not always about the money. It's about 
choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? You think I really just want to give up my job? You think I want to give up my livelihood because of a mandate? Because I don't have accommodations? Because I'm unvaccinated? Come on. I'm not going to be used as a person in this agenda. You know, like, I, I'm not. I'm not even going to speak on that. I'm just saying, like, it should be not it should not be divided amongst all of us. It should just be understood and respected. He made a choice. I don't have to agree with his choice, but he made he made a choice. He did. And people need to be honest and just admit this is about the attention the media can garner from this story. It's about celebrity because 95 percent of the NBA is vaccinated. Why isn't that a headline? If you're trying to get people to get the vaccine, focus on all the superstars that got it. People focused on this because it brings attention to their respective platforms. It's something to talk about. No, they don't care about the I actual I mean, it is issue. a big deal because of the, yeah. the mandates here in New York City so that he can't play. You know, if other places don't have those mandates and people are not vaccinated and can still play, I think that's a different story. Who are the other players in the league who aren't vaccinated? 95% of the league is vaccinated. Who are the other players? You I, will never know because they don't garner your platform's attention. No, because they're not well, as Kyrie's big as Kyrie Irving. That. That's what I just said. Kyrie Irving. And the I fact that, that he's given up $15, $16, 17000000 million a year makes it a story. And it's because it's about celebrity. Yeah, of course. Because cause why aren't we discussing the, the other 5% of the NBA that's not vaccinated? Because they're not and superstars. By the way, and by the way, if you want people to get vaccinated, why aren't you talking about all the superstars in the league who are 95% of the NBA is I vaccinated? I don't think the press is doing it because they want people to get vaccinated. The press is doing it because it's a story. I just said that. Yeah, I'm so, 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 why do you treat me like a so black I'm woman? I'm saying, so what are you saying? Why do you treat me like a black woman? You hear the things that I say so and then you, you repeat saying? them like no, they're your but ideas. But you're asking why. That's I the thought you were why. saying that the press is focused on it because they want people to get vaccinated. I'm not listening to y'all. I could have sworn. That's not what I said. That is absolutely that possibly is what not you what I said. said. Okay. I said if you are trying to get people to get the vaccine, focus on all but the, the superstars that got it. To do that. All the right, well, that is your front page news. Story. That's my point. All these people act like they're pro-vaccine and they act like they're so mad that somebody's not getting the vaccine, but yet they push the person who's got the narrative of not getting the vaccine when they could push the narrative of all the people who do. The press is just reporting the story. No, they're not. I think Kyrie probably knew this would be a big story. I mean, I don't think he doubted it. It shouldn't be, though, is my point. Get right. it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ. My name is Sherry. Hey, Sherry, get it off your chest. So I do want to touch a little bit on that Kyrie thing. I am mad about that because I agree with Angela Yee. It's been a lot of issues with him since he left Cleveland. Right. And this is just like a new issue. So it's not that it's about the vaccine because they did talk about LeBron when he didn't get it and then they talked to when he did get it. So it's not only him. But he has been a problem for the league. It's that always a new excuse after a new excuse after a new excuse with Kyrie. You won a championship already with LeBron. Then you went, oh, I'm going to go to the Celtics. What did he do at the Celtics? Nothing. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Now he's over here at the Nets. It's another excuse. You think another team? Him. You think another team will pick him up? Um, that I don't yes. know because yeah, he's, he's he's that he's talented. One of the best, he's the, he's, one he's of the that best talented. In the league. One of the best point guards no, in the league. I'm not, Somebody no, I'm pick not him up. He's not talented. He is talented, but that's the problem. Talent 
sometimes your attitude over Trump, your talent. You're right. And That's people won't want to deal with it because they're like, oh, you're going to bring a problem to this team. Look how many problems he's caused for every team. Yeah, they'll say, they, they say your, your talent Thank will you take you where your character can't sustain you. Hello, who's this? This is Justin from Virginia Beach, Virginia. You hey, sound Justin. like you do the quiet storm. Like you come on after midnight and you introduce slow songs, Justin. Yeah, I appreciate it, Charlotte. Man, I was actually calling this to tell you, bro, I really, really appreciate it. Sunday, I, I got a chance to meet you and Shanti Dost, and I, I met Michelle Williams, got a chance to ask her a question. I'm a podcaster. I told you about my podcast. Yeah, um, I remember. I, I, I came in really, like, I think I'm a network. I'm going to meet some great people, bro, but... It, it saved my life, man. It was like I was hearing things from Jason and Jay that I had never heard before, right? And I was like, I'm just here to network, but but like I was like, y'all talking to me directly, you know? When 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 Jason said we shouldn't define a man, right? Because the minute we we define ourselves, we limit ourselves. Like that's right. That hit me right in the chest, man. And and when you had your moment when he poured into you. And, and you gave way to tears, and those men wrapped their arms around you. It was the most beautiful thing I ever seen, man, because, you know, I never saw my dad cry. I never saw a black man cry, right? But me sitting here 29 years old, seeing that, man, like, it, it really saved my life because sometimes we get so caught up in helping other people, we forget to help ourselves. And I, and, and when I was there, I realized that all I, although I came as a podcaster, man, I left as a student, man. So I just wanted to thank you for doing that. I drove all the way up from Virginia, seven hours. Thank you, brother. Be because, I mean, who can miss a free event, man? You did that, and you put it on. It was so helpful. And I got so many relationships out of it, man. But most importantly, I got my life, man. I'm just so happy to have had a chance to be there. And um, and have met you too, man. I just wanted to personally thank you for that because I needed it. Thank that's you, King. brother. I mean, that's what it was for, man. The Mental Wealth Expo. It was a day of Thanks mental health me, and healing education, man. So I'm glad you feel that way. We that's definitely going to be a, a annual event for sure, for sure. We definitely doing it again next year. Word. Maybe twice. Get it off your chest. How many men put their arms around you, bro? Uh, four. My man Ryan mm. Mundy, um, uh, Jay Barnett, and uh, Jason Wilson. Mm. And Maxwell, mm. because you know what it was, man. You know, Jason was just telling me how proud he was of me, man, and just you know, you know how you know watching my evolution and things like that. And you know, I I realized I never I didn't get that when I was younger. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't get uh my my dad telling me he was he was proud of me let too me much, you, and that, that's what. Right but, but it's, it is very important. You know, we have to pour into each other. Men need a, a affirmation from from other men. We all need affirmation. I don't know why we Can lie like we right don't. Now? What? Can I, huh? Can but I, not affirmation because of what we have. You know, our clothes, our jewelry, our cars. Mm -hmm. Affirmation for who we are mm -hmm. as people. That means that means a lot. I appreciate you, brother. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. you. No, I don't want a hug from you. I'm fine. Get it off your chest. I got enough hugs. 585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Got something on your mind. Let it out. Hello, who's this? What's going on, man? This is Jamal from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Jamal, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Um, yeah, I just want to comment on the Kyrie Irving thing. Um, I, I mean, I know everybody think it's messed up, but uh, people kind of got to understand, like, he's under contract. So his, he has an obligation to the Brooklyn Nets. If I am one of his teammates, I'm pissing Kyrie because that team got a real legitimate chance to be special, and he is ending it, literally, by not taking the vaccine. I understand it's his choice and it's his body or whatever, but... Like I said, he has an obligation to that team as well, so it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, 
what do you want to do? Like, you, you know why this is hilarious? Because if you go back to when this, when this, when this first happened, when everybody's like, "Oh, Kyrie, KD together," anybody that knew anything about sports, including me, said. This is this may not work because of their emotional IQs. That's yeah. it. It's a, it's a mental game at this point. Yeah, I know, man. But he kind of like you, for him to take himself like off the roster, pretty much. Cause that's what he's doing. He's taking himself off the roster. Like that's gonna hurt but, that team. But like, no I will say, when that. he signed his contract, in the contract, it didn't say you have to take a vaccine. You know what I mean? So this is something that popped up, and this is his beliefs. You know what I mean? He's, he said he's not yeah. an anti-vaxer. He could do what he wants to do. This is his life, his decision. And this is he's doing what he thinks is best for him. Dude, and, you know, you don't have to agree. And I've been reading what Kevin Durant's been saying. And so he's still saying positive things about Kyrie. But according to the Bleacher Report, they said he wouldn't lose any sleep if they trade Kyrie. Because they said it's just kind of too much going on. I mean, listen. This one, is his job at the end of the day. He's still got to go to work. And once again, Kyrie's still getting $20 million next year. He's losing 15.6, but he's still getting 20. So he made a choice. Hello, who's this? Linda. Linda, good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. I was just listening to you all about um, Tyreek, and I understand what he's saying. My husband and I both um, got vaccinated, and so when we decided that when our oldest son turned 16 in April, we was going to get him vaccinated because that our youngest son had some immune system problems. And a week after he turned 16, um, we got him vaccinated and he started having problems five days after having um, being vaccinated. What kind of problems, man? um, He was having, um, they call it rigors, but he was having uncontrollable shakes, fevers, vomiting. For three weeks, we took him back and forth to the doctor. He didn't know what was going on. A month after then, we had to have he had to have open heart surgery. Mm. Since then, he's had two open heart surgeries, and last month he had to get a partial part of his lung removed. I'm now so wait a minute, now, 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 now is this is this is it proven that this is because of the vaccine? At, no, they they oh. haven't proved it because they they don't know what caused it. They did during the two open heart surgeries. They've done all types of tests. They've sent all his his. Um, stuff to the Mayo Clinic to Boston Medical Center because they were thinking it was heart cancer. They were thinking it was infections. We were back and forth in the hospital. And at this point, they don't know. Um, now they're thinking it's uh, some type of inflammation. He's um, taking chemo infusions. Um, he's now don't have, um, haven't had any of the shakes for over a month and a half. Thank God. Um, they found aneurysms in his lungs where they had to remove that partial part of the lung. Um, but like I said, it, it, we don't know. The doctors don't know because um, it started, all these, this problem started five days after having the vaccine. And um, when we finally went to one of the rheumatologists, he said um, it, it could have caused it, but at this point they have reported it to um the CDC to see if there's other kids that have had this problem, but we just don't know. And um, with uh, you know, with my husband and I, I'm fighting myself, saying maybe we should have waited a while just to see, mm-hmm. you know, how some of the other kids would have responded to it. But we were thinking about protecting our youngest son. Um, they told us not to get the second vaccine for him and to hold off on getting our other son the vaccine. Right. Got you. Well, I'm so happy that it looks like he's, is he getting better now? He is getting better. He was 141 before all of this happened, 
and he got down to 94 pounds. Ooh. He's back up to 128 now. So the chemo infusions are doing the work and the steroids that he's on is, is doing the work. Well, we'll pray for, for him and Absolutely. for your family as well. Thank you so much. All right. Definitely sending y'all healing energy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Man, 50 Cent versus Little Kim. What is the problem with these two? They had a great relationship before, but we'll tell you what the issue is now. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk 50. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, 50 Cent posted a very unflattering post about Little Kim, and it's a video of her dancing, and then, where's that leprechaun from? I think that's the name of the movie, Leprechaun, Oh, right? from Leprechaun. Okay, I never saw yeah. it. Now, he said, I'm sorry, I know it's early, but I don't know why it's like this is funny to me, LOL. And little Kim responded, Obsess- you're so obsessed with me, this is getting creepy. Yarn, this one ain't it, bro, not funny at all. I was hoping to laugh with you, but corny, boo, you falling off. I'm too bad and too fly in this video. You reaching out, but we all know why. Can we say obsessed with Kimmy much? And she went on to call him lame. And she said, why do I feel like I'm in a lesbian quarrel? Didn't know I had a girlfriend named <laughs> Curtis. Oh, somebody's crushing hard. We'll get through this, babes. Don't forget to pre-order my book, Memoirs of Little Kim, the Queen Bee, period. Well, two cancers going at it, okay? Two petty cancers. Cancers love to laugh, but we are also sensitive. Kim probably wasn't in a joking mood that day. And yeah. he's done this before. But... Yeah, they went at each other before. And they got a show with each other coming up in the next, I think, 30 days. That would be interesting. Did they perform together? No. I don't think I've ever seen Magic Stick live. You know? No. I've never seen it. it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> There's those games. Vicious. <laughs> All right. Now, while and out star Hitman Holla, let's talk about this. This was an awful situation where he said that uh, four people ran into their home and shot Cinnamon, his girlfriend. He said bullet went through her cheek and out the back of her head. She's at the hospital now being strong. So he did share an update, and she also posted, Honestly, I really don't know what to say, but to give thanks to the man above. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He really had his angels watching over me. And I also truly believe uh, Benny Jr. is one of God's angels. Benny saved my life. I really do appreciate each and every one of you guys so much. I could never thank you enough. I never knew I was this strong until now. And there's a picture of her uh, in the hospital. So... Again, we are praying on her speedy recovery. That has to be one of the scariest things to be in the house. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I'm sending Hitman Holland, uh, Cinnamon, a lot of healing energy. Yeah, but yeah that is uh, that's 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 top two, top three on fair list on me too. Yeah, yeah, that gives me anxiety. Yeah. Yesterday, I, uh, I ordered a whole bunch of new things, but yeah. uh, yeah, it gets you a little nervous. You know, what I mean, especially you know, sometimes we're out of town and, and your family's alone, and you just want to make sure that they're safe, and you never want to get that call that somebody's in the house and. Ah, and, but I am glad she had a firearm, and I'm glad yes. that she knows how to use her firearm. And that's Correct. why I always say, if you're a black person in this country, uh, owning a legal firearm is a form of self-care. Correct. Yes, everybody in your family should know how to uh, use that thing. Yeah, I told my, my older kids, my daughter knows, my oldest son knows, just in case dad's not home. And then, you know, I got old, good old Chuck Norris. All right, Ray J, by my the dog, way, is out of the dog. hospital and punk resting at dog. home after his pneumonia scare. He was uh, in Miami in the hospital, has now been discharged, and is continuing to recover at home. So 
Uh, some people are saying that his busy schedule and constant travel were to blame for that illness and he needs to take care of his health because that is true. Not sleeping enough, traveling all mm -hmm. over the place, not eating right. All of those things can lead to you ending up being uh, hospitalized. And who knows? That does really affect your health. Oh, salute to our guy, Willie Norwood Jr., man. Ray J. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Jay-Z has invested $19 million into a cannabis-focused payment processing company. And so this funding, according to uh, Flow Hub founder and CEO Kyle Sherman, it not only underscores the significant value that Floha provides to our customers, but also the maturation of the cannabis industry at large. We remain committed to developing innovative products that help our retail customers run better businesses. Okay. So congratulations to them for that $19 million investment. Uh, Team Rock also has raised $1 million to investigate wrongful convictions in Kansas. So according to the executive director of the Midwest Innocence Project, Trisha Rojo Bushnell, she said it's a huge investment. The ability to look at these cases is really going to continue to shine a light on what we need to do to actually provide a just criminal legal system. Well, Hove doing what Hove do. Rock Nation doing what they do, which is the work. Dropping the clues bombs for Jay-Z and Rock Nation. Mm -hmm. They're never not doing the work, by the way. All right. That is your rumor reports. All right. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and we'll talk about a very famous reporter who took some things out of an interview to make sure that the subject of that interview didn't look bad. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. According to a survey, over two-thirds of Americans are planning to travel this summer. This means that airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. Who do they turn to? Zip Recruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, WNBA yesterday, the Mercury beat the Sky 91-86. Now, today, the Dodgers take on the Giants at 9 p.m. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, Katie Couric has admitted in her new book that in a 2016 interview, she withheld some of what Ruth Bader Ginsburg had to say on kneeling during the national anthem. Here's what aired. What do I think? I think it's really dumb of them. Would I arrest them for doing it? No. I think it's dumb and disrespectful. Uh, the same, I would have the same answer if you asked me about flag burning. I said, I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for, for doing it. Now, what she really said, though, because there were some stronger comments that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had to say, she said not standing for the anthem shows a contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. As they become became older, they realized that this was youthful folly, and that's why education is important. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point out how ridiculous it seems to me to do such an act. Now, Caddy Couric said in her book, Going There, She's such a big fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she felt protective of her and the controversy the comments would likely uh, put her in. So she said she lost a lot of sleep and felt conflicted over whether or not she should include that full thoughts on the matter. And she ended up taking out some of, of that. And she also said that the head of public affairs for the Supreme Court emailed her and said that Ginsburg had misspoken and requested that her comments on the matter be removed. And she said she eventually mostly did as they requested. I mean, I get it. I mean, I've done it. You know, we, we've done it up here. You know, it's happened with young artists, old artists. Some people come in here and, you know, say things that we know are going to hurt them. And 
heard other people. So, yes, we edit. I've learned my lesson, you know, and now I understand why the Katie Corks of the world do that. I understand why, you know, Angie Martinez never put out Tupac's interview. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was 83 at the time of the interview, too. So I think also sometimes, I mean, she was older. And they said she probably, Katie Couric said she was elderly and probably didn't understand the question. So, listen, that book is coming out October 26th, and they said she's telling everything in her uh, biography. It is some things on the cutting room floor that would get some artists absolutely... Up here? Roasted. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. And, yeah. prote- and, pr- and protect, you know, the people that they may be Hurting. talking about. Yeah. yeah. But you, you you learn that with time. Mm-hmm. Probably, I didn't know that early on in my, you know, career. Like, let people f- say anything. Right. But if you can, you know, stop some BS from happening, why wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. Now, the Washington Post in 2020 first reported a 10-minute video where they said Washington staffers were allegedly instructed to take behind-the-scenes content at a swimsuit photo shoot to package and create a video featuring only the good bits. Uh, the good bits. And so that video, according to the Washington Post, was shared with team owner Daniel Snyder, who denied these allegations. But now, former Washington football team cheerleaders are calling on the NFL to release the full results of the investigation into the John Gruden scandal. As you know, there were some alleged photos that were discovered in emails reported by the New York Times. And they're saying that there were images of topless cheerleaders from a past swimsuit photo shoot video that were allegedly passed around by John Gruden to then Washington general manager Bruce Allen. And so they want to make sure that that investigation, they want to make whatever is found from that public, even though they're saying right now that they're not going to make any more of these uh, emails public. So these cheerleaders are saying it's despicable to see there's more evidence of exploitation and violation of the cheerleaders. As you can imagine, imagine you're doing a shoot and they're filming behind the scenes footage and then pictures of you topless are being passed around by the coach and management. So uh, we'll see what happens if they are going to release the full investigation report about how misogynistic and, of course, we've heard the racist emails and a very sexist culture within uh, the Raiders. All right. And that- I think it's the whole NFL. I think the whole NFL about to uh, get, a, get a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of revealing, especially before Mercury gets out of Gatorade. And Lacey Thibodeau-Fields, a former cheerleader for the Raiders, said the latest email scandal was further evidence of a misogynistic, racist, very sexist culture. She also wants the release of the full investigation report. Mm-hmm. All right, that is your front page news. All right, now let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We were talking Kyrie Irving earlier this morning. Uh, and yesterday he spoke on his live about his decision. You know, this is my life. This is one body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body, and it, it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm going to put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than, than just the game of basketball. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have thoughts. But I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's not about being anti-vax. If you choose to give vaccine, I support you. If you choose to be unvaccinated, I support you. Let's open up the phone lines. Let's have this conversation. What are your thoughts? Now, you know, the uh, Brooklyn Nets announced that he won't be playing until he can play full time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday he was on live for 20 minutes talking about his decision. I don't know why people are up in arms about that man's choice. It's his choice. You know, sometimes when you give people an option, when you give people a choice, they might make the choice that you don't agree with. But guess what? That's still that person's choice. Well, let's open up I'm the about phone to be lines. up in arms about his choice. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Pull out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kyrie Irving, of course, of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Brooklyn Nets announced that he won't be playing with the team until he can, can play uh, full capacity, meaning he could come to practices, he could play home games, away games, and all that. Now, yesterday, Kyrie Irving said this in response to all of that. You know, this is my life. This is one body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body, and it, it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm going to put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than, than just the game of basketball. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have thoughts. But I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's not about being anti-vax. If you choose to give vaccine, I support you. If you choose to be unvaccinated, I support you. So we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Right. And I'm looking at what James Harden had to say. He said losing Irving is a big hit, but he still believes Brooklyn can win a, a championship. He said individually, myself, I'm still wanting to set that up. I feel like the entire organization is on the same path. We're all as a collective unit. They're going to keep on pushing forward. And they would prefer to have Kyrie on the team, of course. But he said the focus is on the players in the locker room who are putting in the work every single day. Mm. So, I mean, it's a hard situation. And he did make a decision. That's his choice, like you said. But unfortunately, there's rules and regulations in place right now because of this pandemic. And that choice is uh, costing you money and, and seeing that you can't play. And it's a decision that a lot of people have to make, not just Kyrie, who has millions on the line, but everyday people whose livelihoods are on the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, it, that's it's Kyrie's decision. That's his own life. That's his own health. That's his own body. He can make the decision that he feels is best for him, and he made that decision. That's him. Now, if I'm on the other side of the fence, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets owner, I got to make the decision that's best for my team, and and that is, hey, if you want to play, I got to make sure you can, you're, you're 100% in. Um, they both can make the decision that's best for them. Kyrie, he's, he's fine. He'll be fine. He still makes millions of dollars a year, and he can stand on the decision that he wants to stand on. That's based, that, that that's my opinion. And he's it, not anti-vax. He was very no. clear about that. It's not that he's anti-vax. It's just that it's his body. It does, I mean, yeah, he's not anti-vax, but it doesn't matter if he's anti-vax or not. It's just simply his choice. And, and you know who should be the most disappointed by this? The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. The rest of us just want something to talk about. The rest of us just using it for content. And I really wish the media, First Take, and everybody else would just admit this is about the attention the media can garner from this story. It's all about celebrity. Because as I said earlier, 95% of the NBA is vaccinated. Why isn't that the story? If you are trying to get people to get the vaccine and you think it's irresponsible that people aren't, why not focus on all the superstars that got it? People focused on this because it brings attention to their respective platforms. They don't care about the actual issue. Because I'll ask one simple question. Who are the other players in the league who aren't vaccinated? It's some superstars like Bradley Bill. He's one. But the rest you will never know because they don't garner these platforms' attention. It's just that simple. I, I salute to Stephen A, but I saw Stephen A last night after Kyrie's live. He jumped on, and he acted like he was about to say something. And then he said, yo, tune in the first take today. 
You know what I mean? So so y'all can hear what I got to say. People are just using this for their respective LeBron, platforms. That ended up being a big deal. And I think Andrew Wiggins, right? Wasn't that a big deal? What did I say about LeBron when it happened? I said, why are we focusing on the fact that LeBron said he didn't want to be a, a, a surrogate for the vaccine when we could just be focusing on the fact LeBron and his family got the vaccine? Everybody does this for attention. They, they used to say in the news, if it bleeds, it leads. It's the same thing now. Nice. Negativity sells, man. Hello, That's who's it. this? This is Lily. Hey, Lily. Good morning. Good morning. What's your thoughts? I'm kind of upset because I am a nurse and I've had COVID. I've been all around COVID. Um, I had COVID last year when it first came out, and I don't like how they're doing Kyrie because studies have shown that most people who have had the vaccine does not really need it again. The vaccine is only giving you what you had when you had COVID. So I've been up all around COVID since I've caught it, and I've been fine. And it's just, even in Finland, how they banned the um, Moderna vaccine because of heart inflammation. Oh, I, I, I saw that. Yeah, I actually read that study. That study came out of Israel a few months ago. I didn't know they banned it in, uh, you said Finland? Yeah, Finland, they're not giving the Moderna vaccine because it's showing that it's causing heart inflammation in younger men. So they're not doing it in younger men. But I've seen a lot of that, like, in the hospitals, a lot of the adverse effects that they want advertised on the news. So it's kind of pissing me off that they're doing Kyrie like that and... You know, they're not talking about the adverse effects of the vaccine. Tell us some of the adverse effects as a nurse. What have you seen? Heart inflammation is the number one thing. Um, blood clots um, is causing heart attacks, causing strokes. Some people have actually, like, gone into, like, kidney failure, things like that that they won't even talk about, but... Yeah, I heard of, uh, what's that, what's that, what's that heart condition called? Mike, Mike, Mike or something? Mike, 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 mitochondria or something like that? Oh, well, I haven't seen that part, you know. I, I think it's the same thing. Part. It's just a technical name for heart inflammation. Well, thank you, mama. No problem. Thank you. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Pamela. Yes, it is Kyrie's decision. If he don't want to comply with the company he works for, then he should just print out his locker and just go ahead home. Right. She, she, <laughs> and then that's what he pretty much had to do. He had to clean out his lock and head home. Right. But what are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. We're talking Kyrie Irving. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know when that Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking Kyrie Irving. Now, of course, he has been... Um, he won't, He's not allowed to play until he can play in his full capacity. That means that they want him there for practice. They want him at home games. They want him at away games. And until then... He won't be playing. So they want Ky- him to be consistent. Either you're all in or Correct. you're all out. So Kyrie uh, got on his live yesterday and he responded. This is uh, some of what he said. You know, this is my life. This is one body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body. And it, it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm going to put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than, than just the game of basketball. I'm a human being. I have feelings. I have thoughts. But I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's not about being anti-vax. If you choose to give vaccine, I support you. If you choose to be unvaccinated, I support you. So we're asking your thoughts. 800-585-1051. I, I always say this is, this is everybody's de- their own decision. 
Uh, I made a decision based on myself and my family, not based on work, not based on my financial situation, not based on anything but what I thought was best for me, Rashawn Casey, and my family. Uh, and he's doing the same, and he feels like this is not what he wants to do, and he has to deal with the consequences. And once again, I keep telling y'all, like I said over and over, the person, the people who should be the most disappointed by this are the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. And like, Brooklyn Nets fans, because they were looking forward to Yeah, and the Brooklyn Nets fans. Sure. Uh, obviously. Sure. Yeah. You know, but the rest of us just want something to talk about. Like, cause this sh- it should not be an issue. Like, it really shouldn't. Hello, who's this? This is Pretty DJ MB Charmaine, Gata Angela Yee. Hey. What's up, bro? Good morning. What's your thoughts? Man, my thoughts on a Kyrie, man, working as a paramedic, and I uh, started working as a paramedic in one of the top hospitals here in the state of Nebraska. Man, they changed the rules so much. So it's like unfair how you gonna change the rules on this man and then expect him to play and then take everything away from him. So it really don't make sense, man. He should be able to have a choice to, you know, either play away or play at home or whatever the case may be, but it's his body. Yeah, I'm more upset that, you know, all the essential workers last year, like the healthcare workers and the teachers and everybody else, I'm more upset that they losing their jobs this year, especially when last year they were on the front lines risking their lives when there was no vaccine. But now, you know, they're getting pushed out. I'm more upset about I mean, them not being able to work than Kyrie. And, and that's the crazy part. Like, like Now that you say that, you know, you think about it, and I, I don't like that as well. All these these healthcare workers work without a vaccine, without real protection for a year and a half. Yep. And they did it, you know, and they and some of them lost their lives. So now some of them don't want to take the vaccine and you're forcing That's them. Right. And if they don't, they lose their jobs. You told me Even I was... they rolled out when there was no vaccine, when there was no uh, PPE, when it was none of that. Last but year, I, I understand the point of saying as we are finding out things that can protect people who are, especially in hospitals with a compromised immune system. You, you know, when you, you find out that when you find out that PPE works, right, because at first they didn't have that, you give them that as another line of protection and then now you have these vaccinations. But that can also help. Them. Last year, you told me I was essential. This yeah. year, I'm expendable. Yeah, how do you fire <laughs> like, them? You know, like, if they don't put them, in, put them into another ward or something. Word is born. How do you fire them? They like, were the only ones fighting. Die. Some of them died. Do you, what, you was, we were saluting the frontline workers last year. I just think that, like, yeah, you were essential. Do, that's another topic. But I just think that what they did to the healthcare workers and what they're doing to the healthcare workers. By is the fire. way, the way people are up in arms over this Kyrie stuff. When you see people on TV with their veins popping out their necks and that's that's how we should be acting over those uh, people that we call. Essential last year, those frontline workers in the healthcare system. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this Mel. Um, I personally think that Kyrie bugging out a little bit. Um, you know, this is the same guy that thinks that the earth is flat. But see, I don't like, like when we do that. No, no, no. I don't like when we do that. We like to conflate <laughs> issues. That's why y'all facts. are. That's why. But I'm glad you admitted that. That's why people on Kyrie, because he thinks the earth is flat and other, and other extra crazy stuff. Facts. So, so, so the whole thing is like, you can have your thoughts, but raise awareness about it. Because you got people that's not getting the vaccination looking at him like, why are you not getting it? And the answer just can't be, because I want to. Because like they said, they done, they done gave 9 billion people the vaccination, and you're the only one thinking that the, the damn government is trying to plot us down. But my brother, they once... They're trying to plot us down. You done made enough money to, 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 go, to, to go back to, to go to paradise right now. But my brother, once again, you proving my point, because I keep saying this is about the media, because the media can make whatever they want a story. 95% of the NBA is vaccinated. Why they don't focus on that? There's so many superstars in the league right now that are vaccinated that nobody's talking about. Well, I remember Giannis, it was a big deal, and he came forward talking about protecting his family. What are you and, talking about? Um, he t- spoke about getting vaccinated. The Greek and, freak? Yeah. 
Man, I don't, I didn't, even, I didn't even hear that. I think we actually played it up here in rumor. Well, that's the problem. Happened. Was that is that front page news everywhere? It was, is that being talked about happened. on CNN and ESPN? Yeah, like the Kyrie did. thing is, you're lying. Why would you? And why then it was it was it Ennis, like Ennis Cantor that was talking about Kyrie's decision. No, he was talking about LeBron. Oh, he was talking about LeBron. Once right. again, and that was and that was a big story. When, but once again, focusing on the fact that Le, LeBron got vaccinated and his family, but instead of focusing on that, they focusing on the fact he don't want to be an advocate for the vaccine. Why do we do this? Well, all I know is, what's the moral of the story, man? Because, I mean, Kyrie Irving, I mean, maybe the earth is flat. Maybe he knows some things we don't. Lord have well, me. I see a lot of, but I, I will say this. I see a lot of people supporting Kyrie's decision as well. As we are saying in the media, a lot of people are against and tearing him down. But I do see on the post a lot of people agreeing and supporting Kyrie's decision. It's his but, decision. But as the man just called and as I've been saying, what happens is when you take this narrative of Kyrie and make this, the, you push this out to the forefront, all it does is make more people, spec, what's the word, skeptical. Skeptical. That's all it does. When when you could be pushing the fact that 95% of the NBA is vaccinated, which will make people be like, oh, well, maybe the vaccine isn't a problem. It's just weird to me that if you're pro-vaccine, you always pushing the people that are so-called against it. It's just strange to me. I don't understand it. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes. And uh, I guess you guys up here contradicted yourselves at a certain point and had to get checked. And we'll talk about that. I, I didn't contradict myself. <laughs> I was just. You, you contradicted yourself? Well, I'm just telling you what was said. <laughs> what I okay? said was I said Envy's ass was flat. OK. What? And, and he said my ass was round. That's what we were debating about. I would love for you guys not to talk about each other's bodies. And he's trying to give me a shot. I'm con- I'm contradicting. And I'm telling him no. <laughs> I'm, I'm against envy. I'm against the shot envy wants to give me. What? I heard it's a back shot. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with you? That's what Turk be talking about. We'll get into it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You don't need no morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. And shout to Will Packer. Shout to Will Packer, of course, director. Uh, he's doing something very very special for his HBCU fam. He's building a, a arts uh, theater. Oh, that's and, dope. And he's raising some money. He got a, a, a lot. He did a, a video with a lot of people lined up. And he's, he's. I, I think they're going to uh, unveil it this two weeks from now at their homecoming. So shout to Will Packer and FAMU and everybody that attended the HBCU. Shout to very Will dope. Packer. I was, listening, uh, I was listening to Kevin Hart yesterday on the All the Smoke podcast. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was talking about, you know, his beginnings in film. Of course, Dame Dash gave him his, you know, first break in state property. But he was just talking about, like, that, that first, like, really big career turn where he became, like, a movie star was, uh, you know, because of Will Packer. That's dope. So I just, I just like hearing those, those origin stories. So salute to, salute to my guy Kevin Hart and the All the Smoke podcast. You can listen to them on the Black Effect iHeart Radio podcast network. Mm-hmm. You see, they're opening, uh, reopening a, a HBCU in Detroit. Which one? It's called the Lewis College of Business. It was once the only HBCU in Michigan. It closed in 2013. Now they're reopening it as a Pencil Lewis College of Business and Design. It's now that's the first dope. design-focused HBCU. So they just actually announced that. Who run, You know who runs it? Who's the president and all that? I know. Um, the man behind the idea is Dr. Dwayne Edwards is Shout his name. Yeah, I've been hearing about this for a little while now, so it, it's finally happening. Will they be considered a historically black college and university? Like, because they're reopening it, right? Um, I mean, I yeah, I mean, this is the first time they've ever reopened an HBCU, so mm-hmm. I guess we'll see how it goes. But does it say how many students they're gonna have the first year, or second year? Um, we no, know? no. no they dope. said they just started the conversation like 11 months ago. Mm. And so now it's happening. And uh, Edwards is the founder of it. He's designed shoes for brands like Asics, New Balance, Nike, and Air Jordan. And he's one of the forces behind this now college of business mm-hmm. and design. That's a fly investment. They said currently it's tuition free. 
So oh, corporations sponsor the students and their housing. Oh, and that's, like that. you that's in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! To be able to say you, uh, you know, you're part owner of a HBCU. That's dope. fire. Yeah, that's dope. Right, so they're talking about starting classes on uh, Detroit Day. That's March 13th, the 313. Next year. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. And listen, man, make sure you tune into the God's Honest Truth. That's my late night talk show uh, every Friday night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. And you can scream it on Paramount Plus right now. Uh, tomorrow's episode we are discussing is social media the devil. Ow. Why you look like that? All right. Well, y'all can scream that on Paramount Plus. Let's go. Why are you squinting mm-hmm. your eyes like that? Why are you looking at? Why are you looking at me like that? Right. Say something. We'll talk about that when we come back in Rumor Report. All right. Well, yo, stop looking at me like that, man. You're making me uncomfortable. What do you see? When you look. <laughs> yo, stop. Look, King, King. What do you see when you look at me, King? Hmm. Tell well, the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. What's the, tell the truth. I don't know. You just say what's on your right? mind. Just no. say it's, it's a name. I know it's a name. That's no name. Say well, the name. See, this say is what, the name. This just what, say the name. This is what Turk is talking about. Just say the name. Well, we'll also be talking about Serge Ibaka when we come back. All right. Well, just say the name. <laughs> no, I'm just not saying the name. What name you want me to say? I know what you're thinking. Just say it. Just say it. Say it before we go to commercial. Say it. No. Everybody knows what you're thinking. They know the name. Rumors next at the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Fat Joe. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, we were discussing Fat Joe when he was on with Big Tigger on Rap City. And he said that the baby is the new Tupac. Listen to this. Tupac. I don't know. It's hard to be these guys. I mean, you asking me some crazy stuff. I would say the baby. All right. So that was his answer. And he didn't really expand on it. But since then, he has gone on his Instagram live to discuss why he said this. I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying sorry. I'm not. None of that. But who's the new Tupac? Don't know. By the way, I knew Tupac. She called real life. He was the realest rapper ever. So now, when I look, when I think Pac, not just musically or whatever the case may be, I'm thinking the baby a real one. I believe he lives what he raps. And that's very much like Tupac. But no one will ever be Tupac's accord. All right, he expanded mm-hmm. even further on his live because I guess a lot of people were discussing this. But I'm trying to tell you, I got put in the hot seat. And I'm trying to help my brother revive Rap City. <laughs> so I answered, if it wasn't Big Tigger and Rap City, I probably would have not answered. All right, if not Tupac, if not the baby, give me some suggestions who you think I should have picked. Well, that, that, that's Fat Joe's opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, my suggestion is, you know, like like he said, when you're in those hot seats, you don't have to answer. Because here's the answer to that question. Who's the new Tupac? Nobody. Okay, there will never be another Tupac. We love these people so much that we miss their energy so much that we want it back. But th- those days are gone. There is no new Tupac. And there will be no new Tupac. A lot of people do try to channel Tupac, too. A lot They've of always done that. Like, yeah, all the time. That's been going on for years. That's been going on literally since he passed away. Biggie, too. Literally. Mm-hmm. Biggie too. Well, when he was alive, when he was alive, they was trying to channel him. All right, now, San Francisco uh, artist Burner, and you also know him from Cookies, from the uh, weed and cannabis stores and brand, he announced that he is fighting cancer. Oh, oh wow. wow. 
Yeah, so our prayers to him. He said, I think what made Cookie so special and my music career so special was always being transparent and sharing my journey with you. So I figured instead of fighting this alone, I wanted the people who got me where I am today to fight with me. Three three weeks ago, they found traces of cancer and a series of blood tests. Today, I went in for a procedure hoping to get off easy and found out I have a major fight ahead of me. If you know me, this has always been my biggest fear, but I am content with where I'm at and what I'm facing as well as every possible outcome. So our prayers go out to you, Burner. Absolutely. Shout out to Burner. Definitely Great sending Burner healing energy mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Damn. So, And again, he did say that, he, uh, he said if you have cancer in your family, there's blood tests you can take like he did to check for over 40 kinds of cancer. He said, I'm so glad I did because knowing is half the battle. It's time for the biggest challenge of my life and I'm ready. Wow. All right, now let's turn the cameras on Charlemagne and Envy. Mm-hmm. And so Turk was back on Vlad TV. Now, if you guys recall, Turk had previously said that all guys play gay games and penitentiary games. It's just like somebody hitting somebody on the ass. You know what I'm saying? When they playing basketball, that don't mean they gay. Every male have some type of gay game that they play with their homeboy. But when you know your sexual preference, bro, it's like, what the f***? You feel me? Well, this did get discussed on The Breakfast Club. I reported it and... You know, Turk is going to break down what happened mm. when I first reported it. And then you guys did a complete 180 the next day and made a whole topic out of it. When Charlemagne and Envy, when they first covered the story, they was looking at Angela like they ain't never did it. But then they knew the fans was going to find clips after denying that they never did it before. So they come back the next day and they admit to it and do a whole storyline. Cause I had to saw Charlemagne and Envy, they play vicious gay games, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's what they do. People just do it at different levels, man. <laughs> First of all, we were being sarcastic when we were looking at Angelique because we said we don't do it. Y'all know that's a damn lie. Okay, Correct. so we thought we thought Angela was about to, you know, dunk the basketball because he was throwing her an alley oop. Correct. That's what we did that for. Come on, the cover up. I don't know if <laughs> the cover up. I don't know if they're vicious. <laughs> but what constitutes vicious as opposed to non vicious? I don't know. I didn't know it was levels to the game. <laughs> there are levels to the game. Right. I mean, so I, you think you guys are extremely aggressive with each other? We're at level one. We're not level ten. Level ten I, is like when Turk and and, and no, and, we're a little past level one. We not at Turk and Birdman level. What do you mean Turk and Birdman? Yeah, what are you Turk talking about? Birdman. They, what did you... they talked about kissing each other. We we not at that level. No, not no, Turk and Birdman. That... What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What? They talked about he said he kissed him before. I mean, I gave you an ass, bro, on camera. A <laughs> okay. mold of an ass. I so mean, what, that's, level, what level would that be? That's about a six, bro. <laughs> that, it was about a six. And then you put your finger in it. That makes it about an eight. Yeah, that, you're right. That's about You know it. what I mean? And yeah, then I you smack it, it and started singing BBD. You was like, smack it up, flip it, rub it down. That kind of makes it a 10. Not nine. <laughs> that's like a nine. <laughs> a nine with a six in front of it? <laughs> I think once y'all start publicly doing things, <laughs> it'll be a 10 for now. Bro, the do- do listen, hold the dolls, ye. That's a 10. Yeah, the, the dolls, yeah. I had the dolls in the background for like six months up here. But yeah. No, longer than that, like a year and some change. That's like 9.8. I can't remember. What's the guy named Nick that finally caught, caught in and did the video? He did a video on YouTube. I had a whole storyline going on behind <laughs> me. Okay? Didn't say nothing about it. Yeah, we had 10. Just, I just used to like to watch people go crazy in the YouTube comments. They're pushing an agenda. Okay, they're part of the Illuminati. They're doing these rituals. Yeah, we're about to 10. All right. I'm glad you admit it. All right, well, yes. And, so, and I'm glad that y'all didn't leave Turk out there on his own. Like, it doesn't happen. I would never. 
and that y'all really supported and backed him up. Not even regular, but viciously backed him up. I can't wait up. for Turk to come up here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Turk to come up here. All right, and lastly, let's shout out to Serge. <laughs> what dance is that, man? After viciously backing it up, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. I was going to do Serge Ibaka just going along these lines because I know you're a fan of his. Oh, but my goodness. That's we'll my guy. Next hour. <laughs> Dropping the clues bomb for Serge Ibaka. That's my guy, man. Do we have the clip of Charlemagne talking about uh, <sighs> Serge Ibaka? I was asking that question for Sam Seema. We don't Sim. have to. Don't have that Salute clip. to Sam. Sam loves yeah. Serge Ibaka. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, so do you. All right, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward and uncomfortable. All right, well, who you want to give your donkey to, sir? <laughs> Who gets that donkey next? <laughs> Won't y'all grow up, man? <laughs> Me, you. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, we need the five individuals who were hit with the Rico um, for the murder of FBG Duck to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible pick of the day is Seven Years by Tariq Trotter. One of hip-hop's greatest MCs narrates his life story in this beat-driven memoir. It's part of Audible's Words and Music series. Your first 30 days of Audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it under Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yeah, it's donkey of the day for Thursday, October 14th. Goes to the five individuals who are hit with the Rico over what law enforcement is calling a mob-style attack on a rapper known as FBG Duck. Uh, the Rico, a law the feds first aimed at prosecutors is now, I mean, aimed at uh, gangsters. Is now being used to prosecute these men. Okay, I'm reading an article on ABC7 Chicago, and it's very descriptive. Descriptive. Whoever wrote this did a phenomenal job. They said on uh, August 4th, 2020, it looked like an old-time outfit attack on Chicago's Oak Street. Two attack cars, four shooters, and a hail of bullets. But the target wasn't a 1930s gangster. It was a new millennium rapper, FBG Duck. Investigators and city officials say he was a gang member whose videos had irked members of a rival gang. Five of the alleged rival gang members stand charged with his killing under the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, commonly called the RICO, and I'm not talking about love. There is nothing to love about the RICO, okay? The law was created in 1970 to help dismantle traditional organized crime, all right? The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Illinois said the five suspects are members of the old block street gang fed said the reason that this is charged federally is that we were able to establish evidence that there was a racketeering enterprise here that was involved and this murder was done in furtherance of that um these brothers range in age of 22 30 28 30 and 22 young brothers man the indictment also includes, you know, charges for firearm violations and assaults in the age of racketeering. Uh, this was a collaboration between federal, state, county and local law enforcement. Why am I telling you all of this? Because I want all you brothers and some sisters who are number one committing these crimes. Because, I mean, that's actually where it begins, the fact that these crimes happened in the first place. But that's because of, a, you know, deep social economic issues. Some of these brothers never stood a chance because they have never been afforded the opportunity to do anything better, which is why I don't understand why they constantly cut their noses off despite their face. See, you're taking out brothers like FBG Duck, but do you realize FBG 
Gee, Duck might be your ticket out the hood. He might be your ticket to a better life. Him prospering would open the doors of opportunity for so many people, especially people who come from, you know, where he's from. This is what I really don't understand about these types of killings. Why would you take out the very person God may have sent to change your circumstances? Now, not only did you stop progress for your whole city, okay, you going to prison, okay? You and your guys are going to spend the rest of your natural lives in the penitentiary. All right. Now, that's just one part of this donkey of the day, because the other thing that confuses me even more than the senseless killings is why or oh, why do you rappers get online and tell on yourselves? OK, your uncle Charlamagne getting on this radio for years telling you to cut that out. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy when y'all do because you make law enforcement's job so easy. And I want that criminal element off the street as well. But what part of your brain makes you think that's OK? I've been on this radio for years telling you that what you do online will get you jammed up offline. FBI stands for Facebook and Instagram. The feds, okay, all you rappers who get on these social media platforms and talk about your ops you done killed, the feds are listening. <laughs> They're watching. All these rappers who get on these social media platforms and talk about smoking, smoking on your ops, smoking your ops pack, or whatever the hell y'all young boys say, in the words of Charles Barkley, I guarantee... I guarantee it. You going to prison, okay? Don't believe me? Well, this is attorney, U.S. Attorney uh, John Lausch speaking about the arrest and federal charges in connection with the shooting and murder of FBG Duck. Listen. What's happening on social media and what's happening in music videos that are on YouTube, particularly in the drill rap um, genre, it shows you what's happening in this city, which is that people are threatening commit to commit acts of violence and then either bragging about acts of violence or talking about how they're going to retaliate for other acts of violence. And it's happening on a regular basis. And so, again, that is why it is significant that, you know, as law enforcement, we're able to investigate and then ultimately hold people accountable for their acts they're committing. Mm, 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 mm. Y'all are making law enforcement's job so easy. I mean, number one, like I said, I wish y'all didn't commit the crimes in the first place. I wish we had more opportunities to give these brothers so they don't commit these crimes in the first place. I wish these brothers had more access to mental health care resources so they could deal with their traumas so we don't, you know, ever get to this point to where they're projecting, you know, their pain on the other people and, 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 and continuing to murder each other. But when we get here, when we get here and these things do happen, why are y'all on social media and in the studio bragging about the crimes you commit? Y'all hate snitches, but you guys are the snitches. And y'all are literally so important to law enforcement. Let's go to ABC 7 Chicago for the report to confirm. Late this afternoon, the I-team talking with Chicago criminal defense attorney Tony Thedford about what he says is one of the most powerful tools prosecutors have. There's a lot of allegations of back and forth online or threats online or videos posted back and forth that then led to retaliation, allegedly. Mm. One of the most powerful tools law enforcement has. It's y'all niggas back and forth online. It's just all bad. You know, I'm actually glad that it's that easy for law enforcement to lock you up because maybe, just maybe, it will make y'all think twice about committing these crimes in the first place. Why are y'all doing this? Why? Is it for social media attention? Huh? Because life for likes is not a fair trade. Please give these five brothers who are all hit with the Rico over FBG Duck the biggest he are. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, you broad, you broadband bloods and cyber crips. Got to stop. 
Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Keisha. Hey, Keisha. What's your question for Yee? I got a question. I've been I've been friends with guys for sixteen years. Mm-hmm. We just started making it serious a year ago. I only been to this place three times, and he been to my house every day. So wait, 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 wait. You guys were friends for sixteen years, and then you just recently started dating. Like yeah, made it more than what it friendship yeah. Okay. And um, he comes to see me every day, but he don't invite me to his house. Mm. But you've been and, to his house before. Yeah, I have. How does it look? Is it something that maybe he your house is way nicer and more comfortable? Oh, his house? No, 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 no. His house is. He had a five bedroom, mm. theater room, bar. He has way more than I have. Now, have you told them before? Have you ever invited yourself over? Like, I'm going to come over there. Why don't we come to your house this weekend? I have. Sorry. He, he has said me, like, come on. So why don't? So what's the problem? Why don't you go? I have, but it's not, it ended up, when it comes down to it, it it's something he got to do or something. I think he got somebody staying with him, but he won't tell me. Oh, so he'll say, come on, but then at the last minute, cancel. Right. Yeah, that sounds a little sneaky and suspicious to me. Does he have children? Yes, he do. And what's the situation with the mothers? That's how we ended up where we at. They broke up. Okay, so you think maybe there's still some... Did she used to live with him there? No. That's, he moved out of there to the place he at now. Man, it's never good to have these suspicions, and the only way that you can find out what's going on is to really confront them. Have you ever asked him, how come every time you, you know, I say I'm going to come over, at the last minute you cancel on me? It feels suspicious. Right, but I think it's not the baby mom. I think it's another girl. Okay. Why do you think that? I asked him one thing about, okay, let's say he went out of town one weekend, but he said he was gone with his auntie. He went out for a wedding with his auntie. But then let's say a couple of weeks I asked him, he, he called her his people. He didn't call her his aunt. Okay. <laughs> so you kind of know he's cheating. I, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. But I, I got a feeling. You know, you've known this man for 16 years. You sleep with him. You should have no problem asking him anything that you need to know because this is all about you also protecting yourself, right? Because I have asked him. He said it's nobody. So that's basically what I go with. So ultimatum here is this. Look, I need to be able to come to your house, feel comfortable, feel invited, and know that there's nothing going on. And that's what I need for me to feel like in this relationship we can continue further. You know, what's going on? I would be like, so this weekend, I'm going to spend the weekend there. We're going to have a staycation at your home. We could cook together. Let's watch some movies. The new season of You is coming on Netflix. Whatever it is that you need to do, but tell him. And if you can't... He already tried that. He act like he got plenty. Like, he's going to have his kids this weekend. You know it's sweet. (laughs) All right, well, he needs to give you a date and stick to it. If that means one day during the week... If that means next weekend, whatever, and he has to stick to it and tell him if he cancels, then you're really going to be feeling like he's not being honest with you, and that's not what you signed up for. Oh, thank you. Okay.
because people will keep on doing to you what you allow. Right. I'm not getting mistreated. I just I just don't know what's going on at the home. Listen, mistreated can also be that you being real sneaky and suspicious and I can't come to your house and it feels like something else is going on and you're not being straight up with me. Right. So if you're uncomfortable enough to call here to talk about it, then I think it's something that has to be taken care of and handled. And I don't think you'll be asking for too much. Schedule a date that I'm coming there and we're going to stick to it. And I want to feel more comfortable in your house just like you're comfortable in my house. Right. That's cool. That sounds good. All right. Good luck. All right, ask E, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit E now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. With some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? How you doing? This is Joseph Gatsby. I'm in Atlanta. What's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? All right, so my question is, um, what do you do when you're in a situation where you were kind of dealing with this very known popular woman, mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, and y'all was just doing y'all thing, you know, you was, you know, she needed her back blown out whenever, you know, you was providing that service or whatever. And, but y'all not in a relationship. Okay. And all of, she sees you get kind of attention and love and different things like that. And then all of a sudden she doing stuff, you know, she ain't got my Instagram hacked or whatever. So, you know, I had a good little following. You know what I'm saying? I had to redo it. J.R. Gatsby, by the way. But <laughs> she's just doing stuff. And I'm just trying to figure out how do I get out of this mess. Okay, she so, got pulled. so you were dealing with this woman. Is she a celebrity or? She is. I guess she, yeah, yeah. But it, so she has enough pull to get your Instagram hacked. Absolutely. Why is, she being, why is she being so vindictive towards you? Like I said, I think she, like, wants her cake and eat it too, type thing. Like, she want me to. You know, deal with her on a relationship tip, but we ain't in a relationship. Right. And what else is she doing besides that? I mean, she's blocking acting gigs and things like that, you know. Um, she's just, wherever I'm trying to make advances to, like, she's just popping up. And when I say her, not her in the flesh, but her work, her minions. She's doing you know something. Like, she's doing like, some things behind the scenes to you. Yeah, she's doing the, the strings, you know what I mean? Do you have Probably some? Know the strings. Do you have some good connections already yourself? No, I don't. See, I'm like, I'm fresh in it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just pure, you know, fresh in it, doing my thing, new in it. Um, and I'm, you know, making ground and things like that. And so when she came in the picture, I kind of made it adamant, like, look, I'm not dealing with you because of this. You know, we just, we like each other and we kick it with each other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's always kind of been like, well, I can help you do this and I can help you do this. And I always thought in my mind, if I do that, it's going to be like a kind of like a paid service type situation. Right. You know, I'm doing this for you. You're doing that for me. I didn't ever want that. I wanted to go just right off the strength of Joseph Gaston. Right. Why, you know, she messed with me. Okay. And so now you got yourself in a messed up situation, a, a slightly kind of thin line between love and hate where she's sabotaging things that you have going love on. Love and hater. Love and hater. Yeah, love and hater. Listen, unfortunately, things like that are difficult because, like you said, you don't have a lot of great connections in the business. And I think you got to be honest. Like, at certain times when somebody's doing something to you that's affecting your livelihood and your career, I think people are sympathetic to that. And so when you see it happening, I think you should address it. And you should also just kind of kind of keep a um, a record of everything that she's been doing because I feel like if you're really talented, it's going to work for you. There's no way she can close every door for you. And I understand it can be disheartening because it's more difficult, the path that you have to go. And 
I don't know if you even having a conversation with her is going to do anything because sometimes when people act that way, you know, they're trying to get that reaction out of you and they're not going to stop until they move on to something else. So it might be something that is, you know, this is happening temporarily right now while her feelings are hurt or, you know, she's trying to get revenge on you for whatever reason. But all I can say is try to be really private about what you're doing, too. As far as any auditions that you're going on, any connections that you make, just try to really move quietly behind the scenes so that she doesn't even know what you're doing. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This one got reached. I can't can't even tell you the name. Like, it's that bad. Like, this one got reached. So, you know, but, um, but nah, I feel what you're saying. You know, just basically just despite what she's doing just keep kind of moving on moving and, yeah you, know, things you, shape. you can't let that stop you you got to keep on and if there's anybody you know that's close to her that can rationalize and reason to her because people doing stuff like that it will come to light i called the breakfast club on purpose <laughs> she, she y'all, y'all know who she is i just can't say her name you know what i'm saying but that's why that's why i came here you know what i mean so hopefully you know Maybe she'll hear this and be like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, I don't know, something. Yeah, there might be somebody that could actually, that you know who's close to her, that could speak to her and be like, yo, chill out. What's your your Instagram so people can see you and know who you are? All right, so my name is Joseph Gatsby. My Instagram is J.R. Gatsby. That's J-R-G-A-T-Z-B-Y. All right. The new one. Well, I wish you luck. All I can say is be private about what you have, moving and shaking behind the scenes, and keep going. No doubt. I appreciate that. And, oh, and, um... Envy, Charlemagne, what's good? Y'all got to chill out with the level 10, you know what I'm saying? Bring it back to level 8, bro. I got people calling y'all out here on different platforms, man. So level level 8 is fine. (laughs) No, I'm saying for them, because they're never going to go back to a level 5. That's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, damn, we just got to call the fade a fade. Level 8? I feel you, King. We can tone it down to an 8, but we'll never get back. We'll never get to a 5, huh? He got something in his, he got something in his mouth. He said no, he's he ah, refu- he refuses. Whoa, I'm bummed. Do your thing, every all right, man. Y'all stay up. All right. Hey. All right. Angelie, you got rumors on the way? Yes, and Daniel Craig explains why he prefers going to gay bars more than hetero bars. All right, we'll get into it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's Good get... morning. What? Put your mic on. I mean, put your headphones on. Man, shut you up, man. You got a show to do, man. Okay. Back it off. No, all you want to do on. is rub lotion all over yourself. Because I don't like being ashy. I like being moisturized. Mm. Okay? That's what a great dermatologist is for. Salute to Dr. Natasha Sander. Stay moisturized, people. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kirby enthusiasm. It's time, 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 time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, get ready for season 11 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know I'm excited for that. That's going to be on HBO. New episodes will be airing on Sundays and also will be made available to stream via HBO Max. And here is the trailer. Thank you all for coming. I want to make a toast to friendship. Cheers, cheers. Larry, you can't look me in the eye and toast. What does it do? You're saying, hello, I see you, I connect with you. Hello, I see you, I acknowledge you, I connect with you. I think you're rude. You see how stupid this? Angel Muffin, he's smelly sick. Taking a dog to the vet, it's like taking your car to the dealership. They add on, cut the nails, they gotta deworm these motherfuckers. I take the worms out these motherfuckers. 
So that starts again on October 24th. One of my favorite shows. So I'm really excited for the new season. Yes, of, of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's a good time to go back and revisit the last season. It'll be interesting to see how they tackle things because there's a lot of uh, politically incorrect things that happens on that show, even if you watch the last episode, the f- finale from season 10. But I mean, the good thing about Curb, like they can address all of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They can address the awkwardness of being an older person trying to adjust to this woke society. <laughs> All right, now, other shows renewed. You has been renewed for season four at Netflix, and that's before season three has even premiered. Season three actually debuts tomorrow. Another amazing show, so can't wait to see that. All right, and Daniel Craig recently did an interview. He was on Lunch with Bruce, and here's what he had to say about why he likes going to gay bars more than hetero bars. I've been going to gay bars for as long as I can remember, and one of the reasons, because... I don't get into fights in gay <laughs> that often. <laughs> the aggressive <laughs> swinging in right. hetero bars, I just got very sick of as a, yeah. as, as a, as a kid because it was like, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to end up even in a punch up. And I did, I, that would happen right. quite a lot. Okay, if that's his reasoning, sure. So mm-hmm. okay, he, I'm like, he, he goes just, there just because if he, you like gay bars, just say you like going to gay bars. I, that, I mean, that, you know, that's his opinion. Didn't make much sense to me, but hey. But I would say this, and he said this also, that he meets girls there because there's a lot of girls there for exactly the same reason that I was there, right? But he's acting like testosterone wouldn't exist in a gay bar. These, these, they're still men. Gay men are still men. Well, this is his experience, so I don't know. I just don't agree with that. Like I don't agree with the fact that there's no testosterone well, in the gay try bar. It. Shut up. <laughs> I mean... If you saw a guy you knew in a gay bar, listen, I say this. I've gone to gay bars like with my friends. It's very chill, no issues. It's the mm-hmm. same thing, good music. and. But you can still get into a fight in a gay bar. Yeah, you saying. can. Yeah, I'm sure you, you can. can. Yeah. It's, it's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's, it's testosterone. Like, it can still He's happen. He's saying it's more aggressive, and he said it's a lot of de-swinging in hetero bars. So, I don't know. I would think it would be more de-swinging, de-swinging. in a gay bar. <laughs> I don't think I he means it like that. Think that too. Oh. All right, now, speak, well, uh, Serge Ibaka is developing an animated kids <laughs> series. Something you want to say, Charlamagne? Do we don't have that audio still? Is it something you want to say? We don't have the audio? No. Oh, uh, y'all don't let nothing die on this show. <laughs> no, nothing Lord at all. Y'all don't let nothing die in life. No, this, no. Lord have no. mercy. All right, well, his story <laughs> is being turned into an animated kids series <sighs> after he just struck a deal with Studio 71. So congratulations to him. Overcoming, it'll showcase some of the greatest athletes in the world and the biggest challenges of their lives outside of sports. Each episode will focus on a different individual and the conflicts they've dealt with. So the first episode is going to talk about how Ibaka overcame a tough childhood in Africa, including his father being in prison in the second Congo war to become an NBA champion with the Toronto Raptors. Trouble to clues bombs for my guy, Serge Ibaka. I'm sure. It's a great brother right there, man. What did you ask him? Shut up. That's all you I was asking him a question on behalf of um No, no. Oh, Sim- I remember now. Yeah, Sim- he was wearing Sima. gray sweatpants and you was like, yo, is that all you, bro? No, out of nowhere. No, out of my, nowhere. No, that's not so true. Awkward. That's not true. My niece Sim Sima was asking and I asked for her. Mm-hmm. That's what I get. If that was all there in his sweatpants. We have to verify this with her because she may say she never asked that. Uh, we actually have the order. Can we hear, can we play that part? There's <laughs> a lot of women out there that want to know. You okay. know, Was that all you? You see what I said? I said a lot of women out there that want to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't ask that question. I asked the tough questions. I asked <laughs> the questions people, ask the questions people <laughs> want to know. Those are hard sir. questions. Okay. <laughs> hard. <laughs> I asked the questions people want to know. <laughs> now, right. what if he would have said it's not? <laughs> Uh, listen, the name of his show is How Hungry Are You? It comes on. 
You said it was gay. So what? So what? Uh, All right. Continue on, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. shout out to Serge Ibaka. No, that is the name of his show, <laughs> okay. man. It's the All cooking right. show on Complex. You're definitely a Ted, man, when it comes to <laughs> the games you play. Definitely a Ted. Oh, man. Well, at least Envy thinks you're a Ted. <laughs> you said the games you oh, play. All right, now, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron Springhill has sold a minority stake to an investor group, so their valuation is now $725 million for, for Spring Hill. And they still have the majority, he and um, uh, CEO Maverick Carter. And they're also, it looks like, uh, going into gaming. So they've also included an announcement with Epic Games as well. So I love they did it. not give uh, or disclose the size of the stake on the table, but they did say that LeBron and Maverick do maintain controlling interest. They okay. only founded that in 2020, by the way. I love it. So that's I have dope. a company that's valued at $725 million the next year. That's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, great. that's what it's about. Big black business, baby. I love it. Drop on the clues, bonds with LeBron <laughs> and Maverick. Shut up. Dude. Shut <laughs> up. Shut <laughs> up. I didn't know what you were about to say. I'm no, sorry. Never know what they, you start snorting. What's wrong with you this morning? All right. You well, that kinky. is your rumor report. That is gracious. This guy here. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, uh, let's get to the mix. It's Usher's birthday. So let's start off with some Usher. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Founding FUBU by Damon John. The trailblazer of hip-hop fashion started his revolutionary clothing line in his mom's house. Hear how he did it in this inspiring memoir. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us right now. Uh, she has a lot of different titles. Uh, first off, Dr. Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, uh, internationally recognized scientist, author, speaker, media contributor, founder of the Acoma Project, and chief mental wellness officer of the Mental Wealth Alliance, <laughs> Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. What's happening? It's all good. I'm here with you beautiful people. <laughs> I am grateful. I am so excited and like just my spirit is just so fit. Like I just I have peace today mm. because of what we did yesterday. The mental wealth expo. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was your vision and your passion and you never take the flowers, but I'm just gonna keep throwing them at you and maybe one of them will stick on you. The idea to bring a bunch of black folks and other folks who love black folks together to just focus on our healing and our wellness and seeing ourselves and Loving ourselves, and it was it was so beautiful. So well, I can't execute none of that without you, man. Come on. All I do is say, "Hey, I think we should do this." <laughs> <laughs> and then it happens. And it right? happens. I yeah. get out the way. I get out the way, and then oh, oh okay, this one we doing it. Yeah. This where it's at. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I don't even have the words. It was just I've gotten so many emails. Even this morning, I got emails last night. One person even said, "You all saved my life." Wow. That was the whatever it is the caption for mm -hmm. his, you know, the title for his email and just went on to talk about, I think his name was Justin, how being in that space and, and being in that environment and you being there specifically and being such a kind, I'm big on kindness. I don't like fake. You're never fake. You just always who you are. And I think that you showing up in that way just was so healing for so many people. And, you know, people don't know this. I stood there with you. You stayed like an extra hour and 10 minutes. And literally everybody who was in that line, it just makes me a little teary. You stay and talk to them. People don't do stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And even just you seeing, you know, I have this thing I always say, everybody wants to feel seen, 
heard and they want to feel valued. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did for people yesterday. So I just appreciate you so much for that. I appreciate you, Queen. Why, why, do, you, why do you think now is the time that we're having these conversations about black mental health? I think a big part of it is quarantine and what happened and what we all watched with our brother George Floyd being murdered. The precursor to a lot of it was you and a few other people like you strategically coming out and, you know, I'm not saying it was a strategy like you went for that as your goal, but I think the ultimate result of it was being clear about you have your own issues and struggles and and concerns around mental health. I try to be very open with people and say anxiety is something that I manage because I need people to see, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need to see a face. This is what anxiety looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of those things together were what I call an awful perfect storm of just, I don't know, there was a need. And so now became the time that we talk about it. We were all stuck in the house. We were all dealing with it. We saw a 30% rise in emergency room visits among young people. K through 12, mostly high school kids going to emergency rooms for psychiatric emergencies during quarantine. And so I think it was just too many things together mm-hmm. that made all of us feel like we have to talk about this now. Well, Dr. Alfie, what contributed to you doing this work that you've been doing for so long also? It was my childhood. I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm from the same area as Pharrell and Chad, the Neptunes and uh, Timberland. Like literally we all grew up within like a five mile radius of each other. And I'm sure they would say Virginia Beach was a weird place to grow up as a black kid, especially if you were a talented black kid in any kind of way. And so I think a lot of it was that. And that for me, my journey began in knowing that in my household, my parents really valued me. Um, my mom's deceased. Um, my dad lives with me now. And outside the house, it was a struggle. And so I wanted to always be a resource where young people could come to me and they wouldn't have to struggle in the ways that I struggled outside the house, particularly young people of color and black young people. So that was where my journey started. And I just had a lot of people pour into me. My godmother, Dr. Mona Thornton, um, is an early childhood development professor. And she poured into me and just told me it was something I could do. And that really was what it was for me. So I am truly living in my purpose now. Now, can you tell us about the Acoma Project? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite things in the world. So mm-hmm. the Acoma Project used to be my research lab when I was an academic. Um, and then over the years, I decided that the same work that I was doing, which is in reducing mental health disparities for black youth and youth of color, it's really less about how much of the illness like depression, anxiety, PTSD, some of these other OCD, those kinds of things shows up in people. It's really more about who gets care and who doesn't and what's the quality of care that they get. Um, and so the Acoma Project is really about reducing the discrepancies between good quality care and bad quality care, who has access to care and who doesn't. And so the Acoma Project became a 501c3 and we're founded on three pillars. We raise consciousness, we empower people, and we change the system. Because at the end of the day, part of our mission is we believe every young person deserves the right to live unapologetically and authentically as exactly who they are. And they can't live like that if they're drowning and struggling under mental illness. So that's who we are and that's what we do. Let's talk a little Mental Wealth Alliance. Yes. What, what, what is the Mental Wealth Alliance about? Yes. So the Mental Wealth Alliance is something I'm so proud to be a part of as a Chief Mental Wealth Officer. Uh, the Mental Wealth Alliance stands on three pillars, train, treat, and teach. And it's all about getting black people, now this is your vision, uh, black folks specifically, the help that they need to thrive, right? And so when we talk about train, treat, and teach, we're talking about teaching people skills and tools to take care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. We want we want stuff that's 
culturally specific, that's relevant for black people, and that really addresses our needs. When we talk about training, that's building up the next generation of black mental health providers to provide the care because we know that in pretty much every profession, whether it's psychology, social work, you know, whatever it is, master's level counselors, uh, less than 5% of those providers are black. So it's training, it's treating, and it's teaching. And the treating part is making sure that everybody gets the care that they need. So we want to teach people how to take care of themselves. We want to generate and create the next generation of providers. And we want to provide that treatment for people. So one example is we have the Collaborative for Black Mental Wealth. And that collaborative is seven or eight different organizations. ACOMA is proud to be a part. Uh, And each of these organizations brings something unique to the treatment of or the engagement around black mental health. So Shanti Das, Silence to Shame, shouts out to Shanti. She's a beautiful. Oh, what? Yes, she's beautiful. Yes, right. She was there yesterday. She spoke on the panel. Yes, she was fantastic. We love Shanti. Um, Alchemy Health, Ryan Mundy, which is like an alternative form of care. The Black Mental Health Alliance shouts out Andrea Brown and those folks. And so you had lots of folks who, you know, their investment is in black folks' mental health. And the Mental Wealth Alliance is a foundation that's a hub to provide support and to provide a base for all of these people, all these organizations to be able to thrive. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, tell them how to support the ACOMA Project. Tell them how to support the Mental Wealth Alliance. Yes. So we're going to start with the Mental Wealth Alliance, right? So remember, y'all, train, treat, teach. Mentalwealthalliance.org. It is Charlemagne's vision. It's Charlemagne's baby. I want to talk. Uh, shout out Ann real quick for all the work that she does and Hayden and helping me and Laura. Um, everybody oh, who's... to Laura. Salute to the Giving Back Fund, too. Yes, to yeah. the Giving Back Fund. Absolutely. So you go to mentalwealthalliance.org. Right there on the first page, you got a big old donate button. You got to donate. You got to follow the all the socials for the Mental Wealth Alliance. So go support the Mental Wealth Alliance. And the Acoma Project, uh, you can find us at acomaproject.org. We're on all socials. Uh, we have a donation going on right now in collaboration with The Daily Show. They've been very supportive of us as well as have you all and um, here at The Breakfast Club and you, Charlemagne, personally. And just check us out on all socials. And you can follow me, Dr. Alfie, on all socials and you know, if you follow me, that'll get you a direct link to both the Mental Wealth Alliance and to the Acoma Project. Well, Dr. Alfie, thank you. You know, you inspire me so much, and I'm just I'm just happy to be of service to you. And I, I thank God that you exist. I uh, appreciate you so much. Oh, my God, same. And I just, I, can, I don't even have the words. Thank you, Shar, and thank you thank so you. much for having me, Angela, and y'all are amazing. Bless you. Absolutely. Bless you. It's Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. It's The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, thanks, Doc, for joining us. Now, Charlamagne, you have a positive note? I do. First, I want to say uh, make sure that you... Watch The God's Honest Truth tomorrow night at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Set it on your DVRs or stream it on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, tomorrow's episode is all about social media, and we're asking one simple question. Is social media the devil? You'll find out tomorrow night. And the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, You've healed too much not to raise the bar on who has access to your energy. Remember that. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?